Hello, and welcome to Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I'm Cody, this week's host, and I'm joined by Tim. Hello. And Christian. Hello. Um, so, before we get into this, uh, I obviously you guys probably can't tell, but we're recording this a few days late, and we're going to let Christian tell us why before the drugs kick in too hard. Uh, so, Christian, you want, you, you want to explain what's going on? Yeah, so we're recording this a couple days late, as Cody said, because um, on Monday of this week, I uh, felt all confident, you know, because I'm still going to uh, to classes, finishing up uh, my education, and had a presentation on campus, felt good about it, made an A, left class, treated myself to a nice little Starbucks coffee, uh, was walking across campus, and then... Uh, about halfway to my destination I slipped on ice because there was like a weather um, advisory warning going through the area and there's a bunch of ice and uh, bad weather conditions going on and I slipped and fell and my right knee slammed down onto an iron drain grate and broke in half so yeah that was the start to my week I think that's the first part first time I ever heard you say that you actually fell on an iron grate I don't think you told me that up until right now yeah, so like there was a, this brick courtyard area where it was like covered in ice. Um, and as a disclaimer, they had not put any salt down yet. So like they were not ready for students to be on campus. They totally should have canceled. Um, but yeah, so I slipped on that. And then like right next to where I slipped, of course, there's this strategically placed iron uh, drain grate that I slammed my right knee down onto. It broke my kneecap in half and then actually tore apart uh, one of the tenons that's attached to it. Every time I hear you say you broke your kneecap in half, my stomach like churns, man. Yeah, it does a flip. Yeah, it was really gross. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was sitting, so I was taken by ambulance to the uh, emergency room, and then I was sitting in a wheelchair, waiting to get reeled back to uh, get my x-rays taken. And uh, my knee was, you know, my leg was bent, and of course, in the wheelchair. But you could see this, like, almost tumor-looking thing on my lower thigh. And it was just the top half of my kneecap that had surged upwards into my leg and it just looked like one of those little like locust bugs from the the mummy movie that like that you see just lurking beneath the skin oh god and uh yeah um and so to come to find out they they took me back to get an x-ray taken and um the the x-ray technician kept trying to tell me to straighten my leg and i was like i i I freaking can't like I, i literally can't and uh, come to find out a little while later when the doctor, she was like, yeah, the reason you can't strain your leg is because like every single muscle and tendon that's required to do that motion is disrupted right now. We're literally going to have to bend it and strain it for you. So they had to do that, put my leg in a, a splint, uh, sent me home with some nice pain meds and um, some crutches. On Tuesday, I went in to see an orthopedic surgeon for a consultation for the surgery that was supposed to take place on Wednesday morning. Um, and so then I went in for the surgery and yeah, uh, I've been pretty much, uh, hopped up on pain meds and, uh, out of sorts all week long. Yeah. So I think, I think the real question here and the most important question is, were you at least able to enjoy the Starbucks? No, I wasn't. In <laughs> fact, I was very pissed because I somehow destroyed my knee. Mm-hmm. The coffee was fine. <laughs> The coffee was right next to me on the sitting on this like, you know, snowy day, you know, like mid teens weather. 
and uh all snow on the ground and everything and somehow like the the, the lid stayed on a bit had like run up through the like little spout where you drink from and it landed in my hair so i had like dried coffee in my hair all day long when i was in the er but then when my wife ashley met me at the emergency room um she brought my coffee with her because i never got a chance to drink it and she was like well here's your coffee and then the uh, the nurse was like well he can't drink that because we're about to give him medicine that he's not allowed to have caffeine on it. Oh. I was like, this freaking sucks. So you're going to take the one thing that I was excited about today with and just take it away from me. Dang. So I've spent all week long trying to like email professors, email my boss at work, and basically being like, hey, I'm kind of messed up right now. I'm going to get a little behind. And they're like, oh, God, yeah, um, yeah. No, you do you do what you got to do just take care of yourself first and uh, we'll worry about everything else later so i'm still trying to play catch up as ergo while we're recording this late hmm. so yeah um disclaimer oh. christian's on drugs so this episode oh, yeah. might be kind of interesting <laughs> yeah he yeah. he literally popped a pill right before we started recording <laughs> so i feel and, like a gradual decline is going to happen at some point and, in my defense, I was starting to feel some pain, so I wanted. Oh to no, that, we're not know. complaining. I think it's going to be hilarious, but uh, if you hear some bleeps later in the show, just know that's Cody having to go in and edit because I get a little too free with my speech when I'm hopped up on drugs. So it's fine, man. It's fine. I- I'm editing, you know, Tim's uh, Resident Evil playthroughs, and Which you guys uh, should watch Beep Central. Uh, you guys, Let me tell you. like anybody watching this, listen to this, watch. <laughs> Beep Central, yeah, so good. I get a little, um, little uh, free with my language when I'm being frustrated by not even zombies. I don't even know what they are. Par- parasite I, people. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So Cody's used to it because I, I curse like a sailor. Yeah, it's all right, bud. <laughs> it's good content. Yeah. Oh gosh. So yeah. Uh, that was just, you know, for your benefit. So, you know, uh, if Christian seems off, that's why. Yep. I'll be off my game for a little while now. I think I have, uh, after wear the splint for 12 weeks is just kind of my, um, estimated recovery period. I think around the four to six week mark, I'm able to like switch up to a, a slightly more like bendable splint mm-hmm. and I'm actually able to like start like actually kind of putting some weight down on it but I'm not fully recovered for yeah for like 12 weeks so so when I when I had my traumatic dislocation of my knee it, it didn't break in half or anything like that it literally just slid to the back of my leg it was really weird um I was just in a knee brace for like 2 years but I had to do physical therapy for like 8 months so you're going to have to do that after the 12 weeks or is that during uh both i think so like they every two weeks i go in to the orthopedic surgeon and they start bending it a little bit more and a little bit more of a degree or an angle and then they're doing physical therapy during that process and then they put my back my leg back in the splint and then at the end of that 12 week process it's when the bone so i guess going back the the bone was that my kneecap was split and broke into two they screwed those pieces back together and then they screwed a hole in the bottom of the kneecap and surgically um, in place the tendon back in uh, where it should have been. 
And so the time span that that's all supposed to take to quote unquote heal is about 12 weeks. Right. But like with Cody was just saying, like, it's going to take a lot of physical therapy on top of that to get my actual like range of motion and actually ability to use the knee pre um, incident, uh, probably quite a bit longer than that. So we'll see. Well, honestly, uh, physical therapy really wasn't that bad. Um, like, I mean, it was difficult. Um, but like in a lot of ways it was nice. I mean, I lost like 40 pounds doing physical therapy. Like it's a, it's, it's a good workout to be honest. Just hopping around on my, uh, my one leg, I can already feel like the muscles in my left leg getting like super beefed up <laughs> and I can just feel the muscles in my right leg just slowly deteriorating. Just in, You're like, going to have like week. one beefy leg and one like <laughs> little skinny, tiny one. Yep. Oh, what is it in Borderlands? The, uh, the the crazy psychos that have like the tiny arm oh yeah it's gonna be like that except it's your leg it's your leg oh god you're gonna be fine bro i promise it's gonna be okay we'll see all right so moving on past gross bone stuff <laughs> uh so we've got a segment that we like to call what you're playing what you're watching um but I think we're going to kind of narrow that down specifically to WandaVision because, at least for us, not as much, Tim. Uh, say, thank you. I, I know that, to be fair, though, you didn't like the first two episodes. I didn't hate them. No, but... You... I didn't... I mean, obviously, okay, obviously I knew it was leading up to something. Sure. You know, I mean, you can even get that if you're not really paying so much attention to the show. But I mean, it's weird that it was a 1950s kind of like sitcom kind of deal for the first like two episodes. I guess it's going up 10 years, like essentially almost every episode, I guess. Um, yeah, well, they uh, decade. they picked specific sitcoms to base it on. So like episode one was I Love Lucy. Uh, episode two was Bewitched. Um was three the one where they did the reverse blip or was that four? Four was the one where the reverse blip happened. Okay. Cause one of them was like full oh. house. No. Yeah. It was four. Yeah. Um, I think they're just, they're just moving up sitcoms. Okay. Um, so my biggest thing with the beginning of WandaVision was that I feel like the first two, maybe even three episodes could have just been like an episode. Like, I think they just took too long to get to that cliffhanger part of like, oh, wow, there's some like cool stuff going on in the background. Yeah. And it just, I think they took a little too long getting to that, like, you know, um, catching audience and viewers like attention. Because I mean, people were going to watch it regardless because it's Marvel, but um i mean i think that they just did like that because they wanted it to be like this is the i love lucy episode and this is the bewitched episode yeah and i think that's exactly why they did it but i i'm kind of on christian's side where uh, i don't know i i feel like they're, they're doing this thing because they did it with the mandalorian too where like all the episodes aren't like consistently one length no you it know? actually bothers me um and I get that, you know, with streaming platforms, you don't have to have consistent lengths because you don't have to worry about commercial time. Right. But like one episode of WandaVision is like 30 minutes. And then like episode four, which was obviously a big episode and kind of like the turning point of, you know, at least for you guys and most people 
uh, on the show was like 47 minutes long. Yeah. I, I honestly think that each episode should have been an hour because it's honestly how I felt about the Mandalorian too. Like while I yeah. love the Mandalorian, I still feel like the episode should have been longer. Um, but I mean, I, I get that, you know, money and, you know, schedules for actors and stuff like that. You got to do what you got to do, but I don't know. I get what they did. I wish they just put it together and made it a long episode. That's just me. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could have worked some more of that Cat Denning stuff and uh, Jimmy Woo um, into that, you know, a little bit better. Yeah. Maybe just kind of intersperse it as they're like switching between um, television decades or whatever, um, just to kind of, you know, space it out. I mean, I don't really have a problem with the pacing of the show. I think, you know, it's doing what it needs to be doing right now. Um, well, now it's like cooking. Well, yeah, but that's because, you know, that now there's actually like more like, oh, this is what's actually going on kind of a deal. And yeah, he, I think what it is is that like, and no offense to you guys when I say this, but, you know, people nowadays just aren't patient. I mean, all the own ups. I'm not patient at all. Heartbeat. I, I want, I want what I want in that moment. Yeah. I don't want to wait for it at all. So yeah. See, I'm a very patient person to an extent. To an extent, there are sometimes where I'm not very patient, but I can wait. It doesn't bother me. You know, like I get. You know, maybe it's just because you know I consider myself a storyteller, and you know I've always liked to build tension and you know come to the grand crescendo of things and you know have mysteries and subplots that actually like reveal themselves so, like i always enjoy that kind of stuff so for me like having those episodes just kind of like okay cool i'll wait next next week and see what happens because you know every week it was going to be something a little bit more and a little bit more um so yeah i mean i guess it's just i don't have a problem with pacing but i get why most people don't because you know we live in an age of instant gratification so yeah know, you don't have to wait for anything like I know it's not necessarily part of this discussion, but like it it's sort of you know the are you a pro binger or would you rather it come out weekly like you know Disney's doing depends. I mean I know we're not again this is a segue but like it depends I mean like for instance I just binged all of BoJack Horseman I watched right. all six seasons but see and, I, know, like I couldn't weeks. do that like I I mean I I can and I have but I mean like. You probably watched it like episode to episode, right? I mean, it was like one of those things. With I sat, if I was sitting down and watching it, especially because like a show like BoJack and even like you know, WandaVision, um, they're only like thirty minutes a piece. So yeah, I can just sit there and you know, in an hour, I can watch three episodes, and it, the season's only twelve episodes long, which BoJack usually is. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it all in like a two week period because I'm watching three episodes in an hour. Right, but I guess what I'm what I mean is like, if that were me, I would get to an episode where I'd be like, they would have some kind of cliffhanger, and I'd be like, I need to know if like these two are going to end up together or something, and I'll skip ahead to read description of the episode and be like, oh, they oh. finally made it together, good, oh, and then I can oh. go back and watch it because like I need that instant like I need no. to know, so that's I don't why need any descriptions for anything. Um... Cause I don't want to know anything. I, and so that's the thing. I don't think that like 
That's why, like, I, I, I like that, you know, you can binge, like, Netflix. Whenever they put a series out, you can just binge the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, it really depends on, like, my mood. Like, I feel like I need it to be episodic, like Disney's doing. Mm-hmm. Because then I can't go ahead and ruin it for myself. Because well, it's, like, it's, like, compulsive for me to do it when I watch, like, a Netflix show. I'm like, I got to know how this resolves, and then well, I can enjoy why, the show. You know, it doesn't really matter for me so much because, like I said, you know, it depends on my mood. Like, I have no problem waiting a week. But I also, like, that's what I was, that's what, you know, that's, that's what you're used to. Waiting a week is what you're used to. You know, Monday nights at 7 o'clock, you watch, you know, division if it was on network television. Right. And then, you have to wait a week so you know that's what i'm used to so i don't i'm not so far gone to where like i have to binge things i just i don't also don't mind waiting because you know again i can't stress this enough i really classify myself as a storyteller so i enjoy the story and i, I don't want to know anything i don't i don't even want like i don't even like watching previews all that much for things because i don't want to know anything if i'm going to be invested in this then i want to be along for the ride so to speak yeah, I I don't know. I guess it depends on whatever it is. Like like for the Star Wars stuff, like I I I tried, like I really hated watching the trailers, but like they put it out so I had to watch it. But it was like if if I had like any kind of willpower to avoid it or, you know, people didn't share stuff on social media, it would have been perfect, but that's where that's where I am. Yeah, I'm also like on a very much a anti-social media kick right now for you know personal reasons. Um, so if it's not really much to do with this podcast, I'm not paying attention yeah. to it. So I don't like when Stephen texted us the other day. I was like, make sure you watch One Division because there's a huge spoiler on uh, fa- Facebook. I was like, that's not gonna. I'm not gonna see that. <laughs> um. So that, to segue into that. Uh, because we've all seen that episode, and by the time this comes out, uh, uh, another episode has already aired. Yeah, it'll be episode seven at this point. Um, well, I think I think episode six. Yeah, it'll be it'll be episode six. This comes out That's the right. week we're of episode. This a little bit late. Yeah, because we're recording this late. Um, so we won't talk about episode six. You guys haven't even seen it. I watched it this morning, but I won't talk about that. But episode five. They had that big Quicksilver. Yes. Uh, um, spoiler alert. So right now, you know, look away if you don't haven't heard, seen it yet. But you know, um, Evan Peters shows up as Quicksilver at the end of the last episode of Wandavision, yeah. which is obviously not the guy that was originally Quicksilver in the Aaron, Aaron Taylor Thomas. Yeah, it's not that guy. Um, he's the guy from the first class movies. Yeah. And you know, the ones that, uh, you know, was Fox originally and then Disney bought Fox. So they have the rights to it now. So obviously with WandaVision, it's five years. Well, WandaVision takes it's place like like two weeks or so after the after the the blip, the reverse. Well, blip. after they beat Thanos. Yeah. Back. Because it's after Endgame. Yeah, it's it's right after Endgame. Yeah. Um. Because it's like Endgame happened, and then I guess she found out where Vision's body had been kept, mm-hmm. and then tracked she it down, steals it. steals it back, and then does a weekend at weird. Bernie's thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. 
What an awesome analogy. It's true, though. It like he's dead, but she's yeah. pretending like he's not. Um, so we still don't understand the complexity of whatever's happening there. And then she, I guess, like hijacks this town. But I, I, I'm in the camp that I don't think she quite understood what happened. Like, I don't think, I, I, I don't even know that she necessarily caused it to happen. Or if she did, if it was subconscious. Well, I mean, I think they're alluding that her powers came from the reality stone, right? Yeah, it did. They yeah, did. So she can control reality. So she could be doing this. Um, I also think that that's how they're going to explain the mutants. I think they're going to say that um, the reality stone, like during, I don't know, it, it created mutants or something. Um, the question I have going into this week's episode, um, and I don't know if it's answered at any point in, in, in you know, episode six, I haven't seen it yet, but um, is Evan Peters actually there or is that just like Wanda? Because at the end of the episode, like Captain Angus is like, they, he, she recast Quicksilver. Like, is he actually there as Quicksilver or is this just some like reality that Wanda is concocting? So they, they, I don't think that they answered it in the episode. Um, I, disclosure, I, when I watched it, I was half asleep. So okay, I don't really remember. I'm going to have to rewatch it. Um, but I, I think that it is Pietro. Okay. Right, it's her brother. Well, she but calls the, him Pietro. But the question is, is it legitimately the X Men universe Pietro or Peter Maximoff in those movies, mm-hmm. um, or is it Aaron Taylor Thomas's Pietro, but like be- different, different because like her grief couldn't handle it or something, so they picked a different Pietro's face or something. Mm, I don't know. And it's an interesting way to, uh, you know, insert the um, X-Men into the Marvel universe. Yeah. So like it, it, it pulls up a lot of, que- obviously they're doing a multiverse stuff at some point because Dr. Strange's movie is Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's in the title. So they're doing multiverse stuff. Yeah, and so, this is probably good. it's going to lead into that. Yeah, I, I think that they were saying that this is tying into the Doctor Strange movie, and I, I think the running theory is that Wanda is not so much the villain, but the antagonist in that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, I don't think she's like you know a bad guy. I think it's just I think they're going to continue that like no her no, I think her emotions just... are getting the better of her kind of thing. She's like the red herring bad guy. Like she's not like the actual bad guy. She's not like, I mean, yeah, she has people <laughs> kept hostage right now, but she's not a bad quote unquote guy. Right. Yeah. It's like, I don't know if, if it's one of those things where there's somebody else act secretly pulling the strings and even she doesn't realize it. No, I think she just wants to be happy with vision and, can't bear the grief of him actually being dead because there's that one scene where like you actually see him without his mind stone all dead eyed and gray and whatnot, but you can't even bear to look at him. Right. So do you think this is a way of bringing the X-Men into the, the current MCU or just the way of introducing the multiverse then? I think both. I think it's a, I think that's the popular theory is that, um, that this is Evan Peter's, 
depiction, like version of Quicksilver, and that either Wanda subconsciously pulled him out of another universe, like her powers are working almost like they have a mind of their own, and they they pulled him out of another universe to ease her pain, or she pulled her actual dead brother's body and put a different face on him subconsciously because she can't look at him or something, you know, like there's so many different things, but I, I, I want to believe that he's from the X-Men universe and that she somehow pulled him from that universe into this one. Or I think my favorite theory so far that I've read is that her doing all this is somehow bleeding into other universes and that like professor X is picking up on it and it's, and it's messing with stuff that they're doing and they sent Quicksilver because of his, you know, speedster abilities or whatever. They figured out how to get to another universe using his ability. And so they sent him to figure out what's going on or it's, you know, a combination of both where like, He's like, if if you've watched those X-Men movies, he never connects with Magneto the way he wanted to. No. Like he, he never gets that. Like, I'm your son. Like he, he had the moment and then he didn't do it. Yeah. Wasn't that in apocalypse? Yeah. It was in apocalypse. Cause he like Magneto looks at him and he's like, why are you here? And he's like, I'm your, I'm here for my family too. Or something like that. Yeah. So it could be like, a weird combo of like, they were both grieving at the same time. Like he wants to connect with his real family and she misses her family. And then somehow wires got crossed and her powers brought him in. Maybe. Interesting. Either way. I mean, I hope it does lead into it. I mean, you know, if they bring back Michael Fassbender. Cause I don't think, I mean, I guess they could get Ian McKellen to do, Magneto, but uh, I mean, they like could... Michael Fassbender would probably be the the best option in my opinion. Well, judging by timelines, like because you're also gonna remember, first class is supposed to take place in like the eighties, right? So that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like the timelines don't really make sense in the X Men universe. Like, if we're to believe that, you know. First class and apocalypse and then Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is supposed to take place in the nineties. Yeah. So if Magneto looks like Michael Fassbender in the nineties, then you know, by two thousand twenty he wouldn't look like Ian McKellen. No. You know what I mean? He wouldn't be that old. So I think that was one of the reasons in Deadpool, like they made that joke. He was like, you know, like these timelines are so confusing. Like I, I feel like X-Men with like, you know, uh, Ian McKellen and uh, what's his face? Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Thank you. Um, I feel like How dare you forget Captain Picard. I didn't like Star Trek anyway. Um, Ooh, hot take. Um, I feel I'm like those movies, you, those movies have to take place in like, 2050 or something you know what i mean like 
I mean, listen, what it, what it boils down to was is that they did the original X-Men movies with Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. And then, I mean, you can say what you want about them. I didn't think they were that great. Uh, and then they're like, let's like try to do them as younger people. So then they brought in Michael Fassbender. And, um, oh, man, who played uh, uh, the dude from uh, Wanted? I don't remember his yeah. name. Oh, it's, it's James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah there, you there you go. Boom. Uh, they brought in James McAvoy to play um, Professor X. Anyway, uh, and it didn't make sense, but, you know, they were trying something new and then they tied it all together, which is when it stopped making sense again. I wish they would have just done a whole thing with first class with just just them. And, you know, I, I love Ian McKellen and Stewart, but they didn't need to be in the franchise, in my opinion. No. Anyway, long story short, I mean, it's probably bringing X Men into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, even if it was just like a test of waters kind of thing. I mean, who knows if they're going to be in it more, uh, like in the actual like Avengers MCU brackets in the future. This is just leading into Doctor Strange. So here, there's a spinoff question: Do you, is that for both of you? I guess do you want them to be part of the MCU universe, or do you want them to like? crossover then go back to their own universe despite the fact that disney owns them but like do you want them to be part of like the canonical mcu timeline or just briefly pop in and then pop back out into their own thing there's too many avengers as there are uh i know a couple of them died and you know they're gonna do probably the new avengers or something like that in the future which, you know, I think Quicksilver is a part of. I don't know enough about the comics. Um, Technically, so they all be, are in the comics. It would be cool if, like, they did little things like that, but I don't think they should be always in the MCU. I think they should just go do their own thing, you know. And that's the same with Deadpool, too. I do not want to see Deadpool as an Avenger. Well, I don't think he ever is an Avenger. I think he he's always been sort of a mercenary by trade. Yeah, but so with like, the popular franchises, you, you just never know. Yeah. Christian. So yeah, I don't think they should be a permanent addition to the MCU, at least the, the one that we know um, that's owned by and operated and um, distributed by Disney. Um, I I'd be okay if they have like the occasional crossover and the X Men come in and kind of do their thing, uh, and then leave. Uh, personally, I do not. I didn't care for the overall casting of the original uh, X Men X Two uh, or X Men Three of the early two thousands. And to be honest, I don't. It's not so much the casting of the first class series it is just I don't think they, the newer movies were done great either. So like I don't think it would like the only character, like that like I feel like the the character the character's plot. And the actor or actress choice was done well was Wolverine and they killed him off in Logan. So like I, is that the whole X-Men universe has been distanced from the rest of the MCU for so long now that like, I didn't feel like there was an X-Men void that needed to be filled. Like if they do a crossover cool, but I definitely don't think that there needs to be a focal point on them trying to bring them into the MCU. Well, so I sort of agree and disagree with both of you. Like I, I would like them to be a permanent addition to the MCU. However, I don't think that they should be part of like, you know, like the Avengers movies going forward necessarily, maybe like one or two. Um, 
I do think though they have a cop out with this multiverse stuff. They can easily say that, you know, the events of Logan or the events of any of the X-Men movies happened in another universe and just use the same actors in another timeline kind of thing. Yeah, but you're talking about the first class ones, is that what you said? Yeah, because m- more than likely, like, no offense to Ian McKellen or Patrick Stewart, they're kind of old now. And yeah, so Hugh Jackman. Also, I think we should also put Hugh Jackman on that list because he's not just, as old, but he's old. But no, no, I just no, I'm not even saying about old. I just mean like old, as in like I've seen him as Wolverine enough. It's old. Oh yeah, he's now. been Wolverine for like 20 years. Um, although he did say he'd come back if Disney was making the movies. I think if they bring Wolverine back into the picture, and if like just as a character, not even the whole franchise, if they wanted to make X or if they wanted to make Wolverine an actual member of the Avengers, I'd be on board with it, but I wouldn't want Hugh Jackman to play it. I'd want them to recast it. Yeah, and so the 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 problem is, I feel like Disney is not ballsy enough to do that because they Maybe. after after the Star Wars debacle, whether you love them or hate them, um. And I, I personally, I, I love the movies for what they were. I don't agree with what Kathleen Kennedy did. And like the, we'll try to do the Marvel thing and we'll have three different directors make these movies. And it didn't quite work out. The visions didn't really sync up. And then they canned the third director and just, you know, brought the J.J. Uh, Abrams back. But I think after that they're going to be hard pressed to try and recast Logan, especially if they can get Hugh Jackman and he's willing to do it. Because right now I think that there's rumors of them doing, because I, I want to say that they said that they signed Chris Evans to do like three more Captain America movies. Um, but it would be set during the time like pre-World War Two, or, in the time that he goes back in time to live with Peggy. And so they were talking about doing a movie with him and Wolverine while Wolverine was in, you know, those wars. I mean, I guess maybe I just feel like it's the perfect time to like hit that reset button and do something fresh. I mean, I love Hugh Jackman. I love Chris Evans, but like they've been doing this for so long, especially Hugh Jackman. It's like, Give somebody else a turn. I don't know. Yeah, like I that plot line sounds very appealing, and I would love to see a Captain America and Wolverine tag team movie. But I feel like at this point, it's like five or more years too late. Like they both, as far as like they're both of their ages, and just like how much has been done with both of their characters in various movies over the past however many years. Like, I just think if they were going to do something like that, it should have been done. Well, they can get away with a lot with Chris Evans. I mean, like, he is, you know, I think he's in his 40s or whatever, but um, they can make him look young. He's still in good enough shape that they can make him look young and it wouldn't be a problem. I I mean, Mark Hamill as young Luke Skywalker was pretty convincing, so. But that was a, uh, a deep fake. I know. Um, you talking about like the end of Mandalorian? Yeah. Well, either way, 
Um, they can get around it. Yeah, the age doesn't have anything to do with it. I'm just saying, like, if I see Hugh Jackman, it's just gonna be like, I roll. Here we go, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only time that I would see, I could see um, Hugh Jackman reprising his role as Wolverine, and just being like completely blissfully okay with it, is if there was like a uh, a um, Ryan Reynolds Deadpool Wolverine mashup of the two, um, but it would be more of a comedic movie than anything. Yeah, so. I mean, let's put it this way: if they decide to do it, I'll watch it. I just think that they should try something new. Mm-hmm. So, who would you cast for Wolverine? James Franco. James Franco. <laughs> oh, no. Because, I mean, Hugh Jackman, the, the problem with Hugh Jackman being Wolverine for 20 years is that he's the only person I can see being Wolverine. Um. Well, that's because you don't, you don't know anything else. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I know that, like, the internet was kicking around Daniel Radcliffe doing it at one point, but I don't know how serious that was. God, I hope not. I'd rather see um, what's his fate, our uh, Pat, um, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I'd rather see Arpat. him. Our Pat's kind of glitter. Well, I mean, he's he, all sparkly. He's Batman now, so he finally made it I mean, to to becoming a bat. I mean, you know, you never know. Like everyone, I just want to point out that everyone, you know, pooed all over. Um, Oh, uh, Heath Ledger being the Joker, and now he's one of the best Jokers ever. I mean, so yeah. you never know. Robert Pattinson could be good as Batman. Daniel Radcliffe could be good as Wolverine. You got to give him a chance. I'm 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 withholding judgment on R. Pat until I see the movie. Yeah. yeah. So, I personally really miss um, well, select of them the the Marvel series that Netflix put out. So the guy who played the Punisher, um, Joe Bernthal, John Bernthal, Joe Bernthal, Bernthal, something like that. I think he'd make a great Wolverine. Shane from Walking Dead. Shane from Walking Dead. I could see it. Um, but he's also, you know, getting up in age. Like he's not a young dude. If they're going to bring over anybody, by the way, from like this whole, like other universe kind of thing, I really want Charlie Cox to be in there as daredevil. I do too. I that's why with WandaVision, I I really hope that they do more of these like multiverse pullovers. Like I hope that other characters show up, whether they're the actual people or not. I want them to show up. Yeah. I mean, they could always just make Keanu Reeves the new Wolverine. <laughs> He's so hot right now. So hot right now. Or uh, what's the guy from Star Wars? Oscar Isaac, the guy who plays the pilot. Yeah. I mean, they just cast Pedro Pascal as Joel in uh, um, the uh, Last of Us show on HBO. Why not yeah. just have him do it? He fit, you we know, also... just typecast him as just like the loner older guy that like, you know, has to take care of a lost child. Just make a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that until right now. Yeah, that's exactly um... what Last of Us is. I didn't even realize. Well, that's because, you know, I, I, I've never really, I mean, I've kind of played The Last of Us, but I didn't really get, like, into it like everyone else is. But anyway, um, I mean, just cast The Rock. Just cast The Rock. <laughs> he can be Wolverine. He's big enough. I believe it. I All believe right. The Rock is anything. 
You wouldn't even need claws. You just, you know, use his fist. <laughs> nah, I want to see Wolverine like rock bottom somebody. Let's 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 just cast the rock. Just cast the rock. What else is he doing besides everything? Him or Vin Diesel. Hashtag cast the rock. Anyway, okay, we got to move on. Uh, we we were talking about Wandavision and then we tangent, but that's fine. Um, let's move on to this week's Steven's suggestions. Uh, real quick. Which is Mountain Dew Major Melon. And I gotta be honest, at when I first tasted it, I thought it was like a solid eight. But the more I've had it, it I swear like okay, every time I've every time I've had it, it's gone down. Let's put an asterisk right here because you only could find it buying it in like the six pack of bottles. Well, so I found it. I found the first time I had it, I, I found like the the like 20 ounce bottle. Okay. And that's at, like, at a gas station. That was the first time I had it. Okay. And then since then, I got these, you know, 16 ounce bottles. That was like a six pack. Right, same kind of bottle, just a little bit less liquid. All right, so I also drank one, the first one I found. Well, the first and only one I've had. I've not been overwhelmed by it like you you may have been. Um, was also at the gas station. Um, and listen, I'm more of a darker kind of soda guy, which, you know, I'm not even trying to drink soda right now because, you know, I'm trying to be healthier. But, you know, I had one because uh, it was suggested by Stephen. Um, and I do love Mountain Dew, though. Um, over Sierra Mist, which I guess well, the Sierra Mist is like the Sprite thing. What's the Mellow Yellow? Mellow Yellow. Mellow Yellow. Um, I prefer Mountain Dew over Mellow Yellow. Um, obviously, you know, there's way more flavors of Mountain Dew. Um, and this was good. I still think Baja Blast is the best Mountain Dew. Uh, but, you know, you can only really get that in limited supply or if you go to Taco Bell. So, you know, I don't really get the chance to drink it all that much. So maybe I just don't have it as often as I can the other Mountain Dews. Um, but it was it was okay. I enjoyed it. Christian? Yeah, so I don't know. It was something about, I was excited when I found it. And I just don't think that, so like I, me personally, whenever somebody, a, a brand or a company does something that's watermelon flavored, they either dial up the watermelon flavor too much or not enough. And I, I honestly don't know like which this would fall into because I I was not like super impressed by it, but I wasn't like super let down either. It also kind of had a weird aftertaste to me. I don't know if it was just the batch that I got or what. It's but. it's the artificial watermelon that they used. That's the aftertaste. So it I get kind of get what you're kind of saying, Christian, because um, Mountain Dew had like a pink lemonade one that came out recently. And yeah. that was really good. I really liked that one. I can't, I can't forget what it was called, but like that was really good. Um, but this kind of tastes like a flat version of the pink lemonade, if that makes sense. No, yeah. I, actually, because you said that, I want to say the the last one I drank when I finished it, I sort of got a hint of pink lemonade. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like they used the base of that pink lemonade Mountain Dew and then added like artificial watermelon flavor but i mean it, it tastes like carbonated melted watermelon jolly ranchers but not in a good way so yeah i mean i would agree i mean originally when steven suggested it and he showed me the bottle i was like 
I feel like that's the like the pink lemonade that I already had. I didn't realize that there. I didn't realize there was a watermelon flavor out. So. Well, what what do you what do you guys give it on a scale of uh, you know zero to ten Stevens? Give it seven silent Stevens. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go like six and a half. Six and a half. A six point five. Yep. Hey, I did. I did a half last time. Six point five. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm just making sure. Fritter. I think I have to give it a five. Okay. Like I and now is that be, now is that based off your initial one or just because you've drank so? It's many my overall uh, accumulation. Like I, I don't know. It's the average, if you will. Okay. Like so. I, I will say based on what Tim just said though, like so, I've only had one. Same. Uh, and you've had quite a few more than we have, though. So, like, based off of your first reaction to it, what would it have been? It would have been, like, a 7, I think. 7 or okay. an 8. But, like, the more I've been exposed to it... So, like, that first one, it was just kind of like, oh, this is new and different, you know? And I love watermelon, so I'm really biased. But yeah. then, like, I've had, like, you know, three of these 16-ounce bottles since then. And... I don't know. It just it's not hitting home. So yeah, I give it a five. Well, you know, your average is average. Yeah. So. All right. So moving on from that, uh, let's get into the actual topic of today's episode. Big discussion. Uh, which we're tentatively calling expectations versus reality, um, and this is essentially. Basically, just referring to the next gen console launches. Um, so, some some points that I I jotted down. So, you know, it was it was the botch launch, right? Uh, the of the PS five, PS five, right? or or the uh, the Xbox. I mean, honestly, they they both had really uh, janky launches. But Microsoft wasn't as bad, right? It was just as bad. Okay. It was just as bad. It, well, attention. it was just as bad in terms of like. The other part of this, which is trying to get one. Yeah. Well, I got a story on that one, but go ahead with the rest of your points. Um, but, like, you know, everything from, like, the pre-orders to, you know, Walmart jumping the gun and ruin all that um, up to, you know, ne- the, the next-gen games not living up to hype. Uh, like, looking at you, Godfall, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and all the bugs and glitches. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, Cyberpunk, uh, the fact that Xbox has like two maybe exclusive games, if that, uh, that are actual next-gen titles. Um, the fact that we're still playing PS4 games on our PS5s, mainly. Um, and then like the, the weird free next-gen upgrade process... On, that some of these games have it's just been i don't know it's just been a big mess yeah so um go back what was this what was the one above the next gen upgrade one what was the point you made so like the the fact that we're still playing old yeah. games okay so i feel like i have a shiny new ps4 um i mean yeah it's like a it's like a the, the PS4 Pro Pro, you know, like it's, yeah, it's, now, it's extra. 
I'm going to sound a little hypocritical here. And you know what? I'm just going to lean into it because I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, I guess. Um, when the PS4 came out, I was really upset because I couldn't play anything on it because you could only really play PS4 games. Like PS Now wasn't a thing yet. You couldn't, it wasn't backwards compatible. So you wouldn't read PS3 discs. And I was really bummed out because essentially I paid, you know, this exorbitant amount of money to watch Netflix on it or or play uh, because, ps1 games it played ps1 games that's true that's true but out of uh, no, for no reason yeah, yeah I, I spent all this money and essentially i just had a netflix machine for the first like six to eight months and yeah. i really and and i said it on the first podcast when we we're talking about our gaming history and i'll say it again now um it kind of ruined buying game systems at launch for me because unless there was like a really cool title coming out with it i didn't see the point and as I said, I wouldn't have gotten the PS5 at launch if it wasn't for the fact that I lucked into it. Um, and then the PS5 comes out and you can play essentially the whole PlayStation 4 library. And I hate it <laughs> because I feel like I paid, you know, $500 for something I already have. Yeah. And like you said, the next gen games have come out so far haven't been that great godfall looked awesome it feels like it's just a mobile game it's so pretty it's just so boring it's super boring you can't even jump oh my god how you can make a ps5 game where you can't jump around i don't understand um it feels like it's a mobile game that they put on the ps5 for me i don't know that's just my thought process um i mean i didn't play valhalla but i know christian has this whole thing with that um so yeah, essentially, I'm just playing a bunch of PS4 games, which is cool because I can still play them. But I, you know, it's they're recording. It's February 12th. The PS5 has been out for four months now, and I'm still just playing PS4 games. So I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, no, Godfall. Godfall is still, to its credit, the best looking PS5 game that I've it's personally played. It's a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong. I just, I haven't finished the game. None of us have. We made it like two levels in and stopped because it was so boring. Um, Although, not to plug ourselves here, but we are planning on, at some point, potentially doing a playthrough with the three of us. We are? That's news to me. Surprise. (laughs) Um, But, like, for Valhalla, so I know Christian's got something that's still going on. Uh, when I played through it, I got to a point in the game where it bugged out so hard that one of the main characters, uh, who was essential to one of the quests towards the end of the game, died. She died in a mission at some point in like the middle of the game, and I didn't catch it, didn't, didn't register until I'm trying to do this mission, and... I noticed that we're in a cutscene, and she's she's standing there and she's talking to us, and then the cutscene ends and she just drops dead on the ground, and I was like, well, that's not right, <laughs> and I was like, well, whatever, as long as she's there for the cutscenes and you know it still lets me go, like I I don't really care if she's there fighting, so you get to this mission, and nothing happens. Like you get to the quest marker and nothing happens and you go up and she's literally lying dead in front of a bunch of soldiers and, <laughs> and you're like, you're supposed to interact with her and you can't cause she's dead. And so 
I ended up with like 156 hours in that game, primarily because I wanted to play it, but I had nothing else to do, so I was just wandering around until they patched it, and it took forever. And Christian, you're you were able to finish it, right? Yeah, so I never had any problem with the storyline or the campaign of the game. I was able to complete it as far as that goes. Um, but I was shooting for a platinum run, and to do a platinum in just about any Assassin's Creed game ever, you have to 100% the game, meaning collecting all the collectibles, doing all the side missions. And I literally am locked out of a the platinum because of one altar. You have to donate five fabrics, um, and I can't. And then you know, fabrics are found on like random um, higher tier chests in the world. Um, and through an upgrade, you're supposed to, once you get your settlement level to six, actually buy it from the vendor. And both of those, I can't. So basically, as soon as I upgraded my quiver to its max capacity, uh, it glitched out on me to where I can't find them in the wild. And even the supposed patch that they did to fix that problem, which was when you reach level, uh, settlement, settle rank six, um, you're supposed to be able to buy it from the vendor in your camp and it still doesn't sell them. Yeah. So I'm, I'm basically prevented from ever platinum unless they patch the patch. I guess. Well, and I, and I think they've acknowledged it, right? Like they said, it's coming in the next patch, but there's no date on when that's happening. Yeah. They keep putting out a, uh, like, um, you know, problems they're aware of list. I can't remember how they phrased it, but the, uh, the list keeps growing and mm-hmm. I haven't seen an, an actual update in a while. Yeah. So like the, the known problems, they keep going and growing in the, in the, in the length. Um, but they haven't put out a patch in I think a couple of weeks now. That's the problem with Ubisoft games. Like I, I love Ubisoft. I mean, they make some amazing games. Uh, like I'm halfway through immortals and Tim, you platinum immortals. Yeah. And uh, it glitched on me. Yeah. And it did glitch on you. Um, yeah. But unfortunately for me, I was able to kind of exploit it through New Game Plus, where right. I don't think that's an option for Christian. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the way the way Valhalla works, like there, there's no New Game Plus, and it, yeah, it, it's very unforgiving the way it saves and everything. But it does have DLC coming out, so I'm hoping that even if they don't patch it, if there's like a new area to explore, that maybe I can find fabric in the new area. Oh DLC yeah, good point. Yeah, patch it that way. Um. And then the other Ubisoft game that released like right at the same time was Watch Dogs. And I still haven't played it yet. I have it. Um, but I know I know Steven played it for like two hours and then traded it in because he hated it. And then... I haven't heard good things. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a single good thing about the game. And it's been on sale since day one. Like, it is... Yeah, it's been $30 since... Like before it even launched, it was on pre-order for thirty dollars. Oh, mean like it was on sale, not like it was on sale. Yeah. Uh, like the pre-order was thirty bucks, and it's yeah. still thirty bucks to this day. As 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 we're recording on February twelfth, it is it is thirty dollars on PSN. Yeah, I mean, and I you know that that could just be because they put out three games at one time and they were like we can we can afford to make this one 30 for whatever reason but well here's the thing and this kind of bleeds into the next topic i guess is that like you know they put out all these games i think they wanted to do it all so like they had ps5 games ready so like essentially you can buy anything for the ps4 and get the free upgrade of the ps5 but you have to do this weird process that I think you and Christian have done. I haven't done it yet. Christian's done it. Well, okay. 
I, well, no, I guess I didn't because I, I, when I got Miles Morales on the PS5, it came with the remaster for Spider-Man. Now, I, I did have to do part of it, which was like in order to transfer your save files, I had to download the PS4 version and open up the PS4 version while I had the PS5 version downloaded and then transfer the save from one to the other. And then I could delete the PS4 version. That was kind of stupid. Um, but what Christian was uh, going to tell us is, I think, a little even is weirder than that. Are you talking about about Borderlands? Yeah, when you, like the weird like way you had to go through to get that upgrade. Yes, I mean it's similar to kind of how you were saying with Spider-Man, where you know, in order to get the old save, um, you know, I mean, most of the PS4 saves are uploaded to the cloud automatically anyway. And so, like when I turned my PlayStation Five on for the first time, I went back and any PS4 game that I thought I may either download the PS5 version of if they came out or just re-download the PS4 version on my PS5 to play it again, I'd go ahead and uh, download the save so that it was there locally on my PlayStation 5 mm -hmm. whenever I wanted to download it. Um, so then I found out that, you know, um, Borderlands 3 kind of did this like weird soft launch. They just kind of secretly snuck it onto the PlayStation 5 where they had a PlayStation 5 version available for months now. Um, but they never really like advertised it at all. It was just kind of there. Um, and it was free to upgrade if you already had the Borderlands 3 um, digital or physical edition. Um, but then you just had to go onto the store and essentially like act like you were rebuying it, but it was for $0.0. Um, and then it gave you that access to the whole like PS4 to PS5, uh, uh, like you see uh, marketed and advertised on pretty much every other launch title that came out um, around the PS5 launch. Um, and so, but essentially what happened with that is the, even though I had those local saves from my Borderlands 3 uh, PS4 uh, save, I downloaded the PS5 version of Borderlands 3, tried to use those saves, and it said that I couldn't. So I had to download the PS4 Borderlands 3 on my PS5 just to do a weird, like, sub-tab upload to shoot it directly from the PS4 version to the PS5 version, then delete the PS4 version, and then go back into PS5. But it still didn't quite work because not everything... I mean, like, Borderlands 3 was another one of those games that was always pretty glitchy, and they've never really fully patched the game. It does work a lot better than it on the PS5 than it did on the PS4 mm -hmm. menu systems and everything. Um, but, like, with, like, the trophies and stuff, like, I, I put it in, and I have, like, a level 65 character, and, like, out of the 70-some trophy list i think like 10 popped so like it's it's clear that like your box is not keeping up with or patching uh um nearly the amount that they should um but i will say as far as you know next gen release in general um and like with all the games we're talking about i think you know i mean godfall definitely was a disappointment i think godfall is really the only technically playstation 5 game that launched everything else that came out i think was um or demon's souls i think was a ps5 exclusive i mean i think you Demon can get souls. it i think you can get it on pc but like I, as far as consoles go i think it was just ps5 okay well then i i, I, I then i guess yeah by then by that statement then demon souls is probably the only game that launched that was exclusive for the playstation 5 that was a success yeah 
Um, but my biggest thing about the whole launch was that you had all these games coming out and it seemed like nobody, no developer, no publishing house was on the same page. Like you had um, Yakuza uh, Like a Dragon, which had a PS4 version come out during launch window. Um, yeah. But the PS5 wasn't ready to go and still isn't out, I don't think. I don't think it comes out to like next month. Yeah, I think it's March. Yeah. Uh, and then you have one of the biggest, most anticipated titles of the year, Cyberpunk 2077, which we did a whole episode on. So <laughs> yeah, it, it came out for the PS4 and Xbox uh, One. Um, Go back and listen to episode one if you want a full breakdown. <laughs> but they didn't even do a, a PlayStation Five or a Xbox Series X available at launch. Yeah. And at this point, God knows when those are even going to come out. Well, they put that um, roadmap out that said it was supposed to come like later in the year but i mean who knows if that's going to happen yeah i was going to say based on their recent history i wouldn't trust any dates that they throw out but x yeah i mean uh, my i think my favorite comparison has been um the no man's sky developers to cd project red where they're they're basically snake oil salesmen Mm -hmm. they both promised these fantastic you know, crazy, fantastical games, and that's not what we got. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of talk about, like, the system itself for a second here, um, you know, the four of us, you, me, uh, well, you, Cody, you, Christian, me, and then obviously Steven, got very lucky getting one of these systems. Um, Cody mentioned it briefly, you know, like, and I think we mentioned it maybe in episode one, I can't remember, that, you know, Walmart kind of screwed the pooch, so to speak, and oh, they didn't even, they didn't give a single, F. yeah, just, yeah, they, like, so, like, the whole PlayStation Sony conference happened, and then, like, it's going to go on sale tomorrow, and then, all of a sudden, it was not tomorrow, it was right now, because Walmart decided that they were going to say, we're going to sell it, we don't really care. Yeah, Sony, um, Sony's official Twitter account. And, yeah. uh, tweeted out after the thing they said because during the thing they were like because they pre-recorded they were like uh, uh, watch our Twitter for the you know following this announcement for you know the pre-order date and then they tweeted that it would be live sometime tomorrow morning mm -hmm. and then not an hour later Walmart was like make you wait for pre-orders nah we're not going to do that and then made it made it live and that was like it's not word for word, but that's essentially what they said in their tweet. Yeah. So we got really lucky um, getting one. Now, I am trying to help a friend out here locate um, a PS5. So I'm essentially, you know, like we're both trying to get one for them. Uh, and, you know, he'll just pay me back or whatever, um, obviously. Um, so I'm not actively trying to buy one right now but i'm you know if i'm around and i see one that's going on sale i, I might try to like grab it for them but let me tell you like let's just say for instance like hey we're gonna put like 20 ps5s on sale at three o'clock and then you're like you're waiting you're like, all right cool i'm gonna sit out here in this lobby and not not, not the lobby but you know the lobby yeah. of the website or whatever and I'm going to get me, uh, you know, I'm trying to get one of these PS5s as soon as soon as it hits three o'clock sold out. Yeah. 
Like you, you can't, there's no way that people are humanly fast enough to do this. So I don't know if it's like companies like bots trying to buy them to sell them for more right now, or people have it set up to like automatically do it. I don't know, but like you can't even click on it to add it into a cart to buy one right now. So I don't know what happened because you also mentioned that, you know, like Xbox kind of was botched too. Um, And I really kind of want to like, I mean, I don't want to obviously, you know, we can blame it on the global pandemic happening right now, but I really think that's a big part of it because, you know, we all have a friend named Matt who has never pre-ordered any gaming system before. He's always just walked into a Best Buy or a GameStop and just picked one up because they've just been there, but you can't really do that right now. Yeah. No, I, and I think you're right. I think, I think it's a combination of bots because that is a big problem right now. People are setting up bots to buy them the second they go on sale and then they, you know, they try and price gouge and um, scalp them on eBay for, you know, thousands, thousands or whatever. Um, But the other part of it is that there's people that like are literally just sitting there spamming the button, like their mouse and then, like, the literal, you know, millisecond that it's up, they can snag it. And it's... Uh, it's a lot. It's it's yeah. a, it's an absolute mess. I mean, the fact that uh, Steve and myself and, and Tim were able to get one on Target's website that first night was baffling. Yeah. Because, I, I mean... it. I know at least twice um, trying to get one, I was able to put it in my cart and then going to the next screen, it would say it was sold out and then it just worked once. And then to be fair, I, I really truly think that like even target and Walmart, cause you know, once Walmart said, we're going to do it. Everybody started doing it. Yeah. They weren't necessarily, they weren't actually selling PS fives. They were selling places in line for you to get a PS5. Right. And they were just using your payment to then pay off that PS5. So it was almost like you were giving Walmart or Target $500 of your money. And then they're like, okay, when the next one pops up for us, that's yours. Yeah. So we didn't necessarily buy one. We bought a place in line and then they just gave us that PS5. Yeah. It was, it was a mess. Cause I mean, the way that I actually ended up getting my PS5 and Christian's PS5 through that um, whatever Sony lottery thing lottery, that they did, yeah. like, even that was real sketchy because, like, like I was saying, when I got mine, so I got Christian's um, pre-ordered when I in the in the the time allotted that they gave me in the the first email where they were like, you know be on being you know the queue or whatever like at noon and then it'll go live at one o'clock and then you'll be able to put it in your cart and pre-order it so i did that and it went really smooth and then by all accounts it still should have been sold out like later that day but i was still able to get back onto that website which was only supposed to be you know one person or whatever and pre-order one for myself. Yeah. So there was there was stuff happening behind the scenes. Like Sony definitely had more consoles than. I mean, they said they did. You know, 
they said even, they had enough consoles for like an actual full launch. They just, for whatever reason, weren't putting them out. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that, in terms of like being able to get one, the same thing happened to to Xbox. Like they, they did, however, go on pre order when they said they was going to go on pre order, but um, they were gone the second they were on pre order. So people yeah. still couldn't get one. And people are still having issues getting one to this day, which was, you know, the big issue, well, like you were saying. Don't play Microsoft. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, PS5s too. It's the... Yeah. Well, I mean, let me put it this way. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you do not have a PS5, um, wait. Just wait. Because they have enough. You'll get one eventually. It'll eventually get to a point where it all equalizes out and people aren't trying to go goo goo gaga over trying to get one right now. Um, because let me tell you right now, you're essentially just playing your PS4. It's on a PS5. Yeah. So you're not really missing a whole lot. If there was like God of War Ragnarok out right now, or, you know, I don't even know what other major title off the top of my head that I can think Ratchet of. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. That doesn't even come out until the summer. So like you have another like four or five months that you really aren't really missing out on anything. So just, wait hang on hang in there you know try again maybe wait a couple months try again in the summer like you're not missing anything because you're just playing ps4 games right now the yeah my my advice to that would be you know if you want to try and get one try and get one but don't don't go crazy trying to get one do sort of pay thousands of dollars to people want yeah definitely don't 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 do that um let it sit there and just like sorry you bought that yeah just uh, do what Tim's doing, you know, trying to get one for his bud. Just, you know, if you see that they might go on sale, you know, open, open the site, but don't, don't get your hopes up. Don't, don't go crazy trying to get one. If you get one, you get one. But like, like he's saying, like, honestly, it's okay that you don't have one. I, 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 I hope that you get one. I really, truly do. But right now, there is no big difference, no real difference in the PS4 to the PS5 in terms of what you can play. Honestly, like right now, yeah, with, with what you can play, you could probably wait until early 2022 before I would be like, you probably really need one now. Yeah. Like you could go 2021 with just your PlayStation 4 because here's the thing. Even the games that are going to be coming on the PS5, I still think that there's going to be PS4 supported versions of these. Well, so. there's a lot of games that are coming out new games that aren't coming out for the PS5, like Biomutant. Yeah. I can't wait to get Biomutant, but it's coming out on the PS4, not the 5. Yeah, so, like, you're not missing anything right now. <coughs> Until, like, you know, later later half of the year when some bigger titles might drop, it's fine. You, you, said you can probably wait until, you know, to, I know, I know, like, you know, I'm a little bit hypocritical again because I'm saying this as somebody who has it, but as somebody who has it, I don't really feel like I'm missing you know, I feel like, again, I said, I said it earlier, I feel like I paid $500 for something that's sitting right here behind me that I already had. You know, it's just, right now, it's just not, I mean, it, obviously, it's great if you have a PS5, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but, like, it's not worth it to, like, it's, try to, like, spend every living moment yeah, trying to get one. It's not worth the stress that people yeah, have yeah, over it right now. There's other things to be stressed about. Yeah. Um, Gaming is supposed to be fun, so if you can't get a PS5, just wait. You'll get one. Trust yeah. me. Sony wants your money. Sony wants your money. And to be real, 
I, I still like I, I gave my PS4 to my sister when I got my five, but like I, I still like I'll go and like, you know, she'll be doing homework or something and be like, don't mind me. I'm just getting on the PS4 for a second. And I, I still have to go onto my account on the four to buy or rent movies because there's yeah. there's no video option on the PS5. Yeah, that actually does upset me a little bit that like there's no video buying rental kind of thing. But on it. it's weird. They're still selling them. Sony's still selling them, and they're still doing sales. They're just happening on the PS4. It's yeah, it's, it's so dumb. Port that over. You think? I mean, that they'll probably come out like a patch or something. I think that they're so. slowly doing it because yeah. until like last week or the week before, there wasn't even like a deals page. You had to hunt and search for any kind of like discount you know, page that they were running, but now there's an actual deals tab in the store. But like, I feel like they're just slowly putting these features out. And I, I don't know why. I mean, who knows? Maybe it's just, you know, short staff because of, you know, whatever. COVID, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, but like, I feel like, like the PS4 was ready to go and it didn't have anything to play. Yeah. And the PS5 is not ready to go and it has a bunch of PS4 titles you can play. Yeah. I mean, it has PS5 games. Don't don't get us wrong. When we say like there's no PS5 games, it mean we mean like there's no like straight up PS5 only games. Like as in like Godfall. Like you can't get Godfall on the PS4. That's what we mean by that. Yeah. Um. Like obviously Valhalla and Watch Dogs, uh, they are PS5 games, but. They're not PS5 exclusive or, or next gen exclusive. Like they're still on the previous gen systems. So like there are there are games to play on a PS5 and the Xbox Series X. They're just not solely made for the next gen consoles. That's that's sort of what to clear that up. But yeah, I don't I don't know, Christian. I, how, how do you feel about that? Should people? even bother trying to get one or so i mean i will say regardless of whether you're playing a playstation 4 game playstation 5 game uh just a very like upgraded one of the playstation 4 games you had um it does run better and i will say that like you know the if you have a playstation 4 pro um there is not really a reason to go out and get a playstation 5 at the moment um if you have like the base playstation 4 from when it first launched and you're just looking for say uh, a operating system and a bit of a a bit of an increase in operating power then yeah like you will notice a difference both graphically and enhanced and everything but it's not there is no exclusives besides demon souls uh yet that I mean, even with that, like, you know, it's not enough to make you go out and spend $500 on a new console. Mm -mm. So I don't think, like Tim was saying earlier, I don't think you'll hit the point where, like, you you need to have one until either very late this year or even early 22. Yeah. But Yeah, I think that's the sad reality of this current gen, next gen, whatever console I mean, every every generation starts off slow the ps4 started off slow it takes time to build a library and whatnot like, i'm not hating on Sony, oh no you know, in a year from now i'm like the ps5 is the greatest thing ever but like you know 
it just is unfortunate right now because you know there are people trying to get this right now and i just want to stress that like if you don't have it right now it's not as big of a deal as you think it is it's okay that you don't have one and i know that the grass is always greener on the other side situation but like it's okay you will get one eventually sony wants your money and it's really not worth the investment right now especially like if christian said if you have a playstation pro really just kind of hang out no like for real like because i had i have a pro well my sister does now um and to be honest with you like the graphics outside of like godfall and and demon souls because they were made specifically for these consoles um there is such a small difference in like in terms of graphics on these games like Valhalla and whatnot, they look very similar, if not identical on the previous gen consoles. Um, yeah. I, if you have a pro, just keep it, just keep it and wait. Just keep it and wait. Hashtag cast the rock. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, I think that's it for this one. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment below. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, both of those are at SKO Entertainers. Uh, or you can visit our website, skoentertainment.net, uh, for some more information on how to reach us. Also, check out our Twitch channel, Some Kind of Entertainment, where we do play games on occasion. And finally, guys, please... Please don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya.